Hi, everybody, and welcome to Mecha Dragon, a podcast about all the geeky and nerdy stuff you love. Brought to you by Captain Geek and the Dark Nerd. I'm your Captain Will. And I'm your nerd, Jess. Today, we are talking about Game of Thrones, specifically Episode 3 of Season 8, the final season. The Long Night. The Long Night is the title of this episode, yes. So let's get right into it, shall we? Jess, what were your general impressions of this episode? Well, uh, it was pretty crazy. You know, right off the bat, you start off with just uh, the kind of the feeling that they left us with in the last episode, just the dread, you know. Everyone's just waiting to see what's going to happen. Then it slowly builds up, and then suddenly, just like a tsunami, the battle starts. And after yeah. that, it was cha- it was chaos and craziness and some pretty awesome stuff. Yeah, for me, my overall impression is is that yeah, it was such an epic battle. Parts were were so disturbing with because the you know the army of the dead was really portrayed as a as a true horde of you know right monsters, and uh, it was it was terrifying. But at the same time, so many moments of, of heroism and sort of desperate struggle. And, you know, some people make it and a lot of people don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Whoever doesn't make it, they just come back anyway. <laughs> right, right. As the dead, yeah, of course. So let's, before we get into more details about the episode, why don't we do a quick head count of who, who we lost, the characters right. that we lost. So I have, I have a list that I wrote down here. So we lost Sir Jorah Mormont. At least it certainly seemed that way. Yeah, sure did. Defending Danny. We lost Theon and his Ironborn that he had there with him. It looked to me like almost the entire Dothraki horde got killed. I I think there there were a couple stragglers that made it. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) like seven guys came running back. And that was crazy. Yeah, Ed Tullet uh, from the Night's Watch, who was John mm-hmm. and Sam's friend, died. And wasn't he the the Lord Commander after John left? Um, because he's the one that John like handed his like, yeah, sword so. and everything to, right? So, yeah. So he died, uh, saving Sam. By the way, right? Lady Liana Mormont, the little girl at the head of the Mormont, right. uh, the Mormont uh, family, died. Sir Beric Dondarrion died saving Arya and the hound basically mostly Arya right fulfilling his purpose that the lord of light had for him i guess after being resurrected yep. i can't remember how and i was i was expecting uh the hound to be the one that bit it in that scene yeah i thought that might happen but i think that there is probably a showdown between him and his brother coming the mountain because you remember that scene back yep. when they brought the uh the white walker to show like That's the council right. of uh you know the the um, Cersei and and all the rest of them uh, in Westeros. Uh, he walked up to his brother and was like, "You know who's coming for you." <laughs> right. <laughs> that whole moment, and then the Night King. Yeah. The Night King was defeated. You know, just in the nick of time, I guess you could say. And his whole right. his whole undead army falls after that. And uh, the last death on the show was also Melisandre. Right. Yeah. So that's that's a lot. I was actually expecting maybe more of the major characters to die in this episode during the battle. Yeah, so was I. In our last Game of Thrones episode, I did say, you know, there's only four left, and there's a lot of main players. So expect to see, 
you know, bodies left and right. So yeah, I guess I guess we'll just have to watch some die next time. Oh yeah, there's gonna be more deaths before the end of the show. I guarantee. Right. <laughs> yeah, was this the only episode in the series that took place in a single location too? <laughs> I mean, probably. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they're down to the to the end, and so we should also mention that this episode was a hundred and thirty. Uh, sorry, this episode was one hour and thirty six minutes long. This is a this is a movie length episode of television. Right. That we just went through. Oh, wait. That one hour, 36 minutes includes the featurette after the credits, if you're watching it on HBO, like HBO Now, like I did. So the episode was actually one hour and 22 minutes long, the episode itself. My bad. But still, that is a long episode of TV. Uh, I mean, in a normal TV episode that you watch in an hour with commercials, right? That's like not on HBO. There's only actually 41 to 43 minutes of actual show, and the rest of it in that hour is commercials. Yeah, so we easily got twice that. Easily, yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, they're delivering on this show. This episode was so freaking intense. So that's who we lost. However, I have to say that at some point or other, I thought almost every single one of these characters was going to die. Right. You know, I, I thought John, I thought that was it for him when he's when he's mm-hmm. stand like he's rushing towards the Night King because he sees him there. And then the Night King like starts to raise everyone that's fallen on the battlefield. Yeah, to I, that point. I thought he was just I thought he was going to get swarmed and torn to shreds. I thought that was and it. Then, you know, yeah. it, and it, then the same thing happened with Brienne earlier. You know, she got swarmed and taken down. I was like, oh, that's it. That was actually a really cool moment in the sense that. Jamie saw that happening and he he went to defend her. Right. And it's entirely possible that she would be dead if he hadn't have been there. You know. So that was a really cool moment for their character relationship, I have to say. Wouldn't it be great if somehow Jamie and Brienne survived to the end of the show and, and got married? He allowed, yeah, and he allowed, he's he's allowed to marry her and uh, you know, restart the Lannister family. Because there's nobody left besides him and Tyrion. Yeah. And he might be hooking up with Sansa again, by the way things were looking. Yeah. I mean, Cersei's left too, but, you know, I kind of feel like she's going to die. There's that prophecy well, she, that she's going to she die. Well, she yeah. has to. She has to. Another thing, I have a prediction. I think uh, I just popped into my mind when we were talking about. I think uh, Brienne and uh, Jamie, uh, since they... Both stated they would fight by each other's sides. I bet that's how they're both going to die. They're going to join forces and fight back to back to do something and rescue everyone else and martyr themselves. Oh, you think they're going to both die? Oh, interesting. Sure, why not? Well, let's let's talk about that a little bit more later when we do some more predictions. But Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. we should get into some highlights of the show that we want to discuss. And I have to say that when I was just jotting down some notes to make a list of the the highlights of the episode for me, I realized that I was writing down like every single scene <laughs> because right. this episode yeah, was there's, just... there's a lot going on. It was just chock full of, of really great moments, things that we, you know, we've been waiting for. I mean, this is when the, the Night King's army attacks and the entire show has been building up to this moment. I, well, the, the show has been building up to this moment. This and the game for the Iron Throne... You know, the struggle for the Iron right. Throne have been the, the two 
most important things that the show has been building up to, and they just dealt with one of those. Yeah. So okay. So let's let's start off. I, I'm gonna let's maybe try and go in chronological order if we can, but you know we'll see what happens. You know the episode opens, and I I love how Melisandre shows up. You know she just kind of comes out of the shadows and the fog. Right. And remember, I said uh, last time, the Red Woman's not sitting this one out. Now I thought maybe she was going to come with some some more followers or something. Uh, right. Some backup. She came alone, but she came with her magic. Right, mm-hmm. and that was a really sort of inspiring moment when she lights all the Dothraki's weapons on fire. Uh, that was pretty mm, yeah. cool. You know, it gives you a little hope. But then, of course, when the Doth- Dothraki ride off, I love how you just kind of viewed it from a distance with the rest of the army, and there, right. you know, you, you just hear see the, the, the little and... sparks of light and the sound slowly dwindling down. Yeah, oh, and everyone's just staring at it with their, you know. Their jaws dropping. And when, oh man, and when the dead finally do, like, rush the front lines, it is so... Actually, I think this moment, the first time you see it, was when the Dothraki attacked. Because you kind of follow them into the initial, you know, impact, and then you're back with the uh, rest of the army. But, like, they ju- it's like a wall of, like, dead faces just, like, plow oh, yeah. over them. Oh, it was yeah, frightening. Yeah, like I said, it's like, a, it's like a literal tsunami of you know, a horde of undead. It was terrifying. And it just shows like the first, I don't know, the first few lines of the defense just flattened, you know, like corn stalks. It it was uh, so good. So Arya, there are several moments where Arya is just whooping ass. Uh, I I can't think of a better way to put it. And like, she's got that special weapon that uh, Gendry made for her and she's just tearing it up with that. And then there's that moment when after she like dispatches like a whole bunch of them, like on the ramparts, I think it was the ones that had crawled over and she glances over and Sir Davos Seaworth is there just staring at her like, what did I just see? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I don't, I don't think I saw him do much of anything in the episode aside from, stand around and stare i don't think i saw him fighting at all he wasn't down in the crypts with the others yeah i don't remember too much from him he was just kind of there to bear witness to a few things i think yeah and you know he had talked before he gave some advice to like you know stay out of the thick of the fighting or something and somebody said oh that's kind of cowardly and he was like well don't listen to me i've only survived to this ripe old age right anyhow that's kind of what it reminded me of but what were like some of your highlight moments for the show um, obviously, Arya, you know, her different scenes, she was kick-ass. Yeah, let's save the, the last thing with her until until later. Right. Though. I liked, well, I kind of didn't like the battle. It was so frenzied that they really didn't focus on everyone's, like, Jamie and Bran. When they're fighting, it's just, they, they do a couple good sweeps with the sword, and then, boom, one of them goes down, and then they go rescue that person, and... The battle scenes were crazy when the undead started climbing the walls. Oh my god! And you just you just saw them dropping. You know, once they got over the walls and going into the keep itself, you just see them dropping from the ceiling. And I even I was watching with my daughter, and I was like, "What's all that stuff body falling?" And she's like, "Those are bodies, Dad. That's the undead." It's like, oh, and it was just like it was just like rain. It was like hailing. It you know, was they the were undead. so that was crazy. The advance of the undead was just so inevitable, and there were so many mm-hmm. of them, and it just felt like there were so many points when it felt like there was no way they could get out of this. 
There were just too many of them. They just didn't stop coming. And then, you know, obviously at a certain point, the Night King just brings everybody who had fallen back to fight for him. Uh, Right. And that's (laughs) one of the things, like, I was thinking, it's like, oh, they're going to start standing up. And I I forgot, I wasn't thinking. He has to actually, you know, bring them back. And he doesn't do that till later on. We can get to that in a but bit. That but that moment, because, you know, they had actually had some successes defending Winterfell up to that point. And everybody's kind of taking a breather. And then they just You can see all the bodies up. laying around. And then, you know, he comes back and does that thing. And you see, you know, all the defenders just, they're beat, you know. They're at their wits end and they're exhausted. And all of a sudden every single person their fallen friends comrades and enemies alike just all stands up and they're just they're not attacking they're just staring at them and that was that was a creepy moment too it was nuts yeah so like the undead you know just kept coming at them and then it was gray worm and the unsullied who mm-hmm. were defending the retreat of the of the rest of the army after they yeah, had after kind they of fought their at the front line ass for a while to them. mm-hmm and uh, they got to that point where Davos is like, oh, Davos was kind of coordinating things from the ramparts. And right. he was saying, light, yeah, that's the, true. light the trenches, light the trenches. And they keep trying. Like, they keep shooting yeah, the well, arrows, but they fizzle out. There was out that huge... Well, the plan was to have John and Daenerys come in and light it up. But that huge storm came in, and that was a pretty cool scene, so too. So they couldn't you just see, see the that, signal. That, yeah, that storm front just rolling in. And you see, like, the, the fire lighting up. The clouds as the dragons flew by. It was a pretty yeah. cool scene over the battlefield. So this and, is where you know, uh, Melisandre had her chance to shine. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Pun not intended, but there it is. Uh, again, where she you know, put her hands on that log and uh, prayed and prayed until it lit the trenches. And boy, that was that was a cool moment because you know you, you saw her chanting over and over again and these these guys are around her like defending yeah, her their last breath and the you know the zombies are just coming at her but she stays there and then finally you know it explode you know the fire explodes in front of her just as one of them was about to pounce on her yeah and, and you could uh, just see the fear in her eyes it's like oh boy it was this great moment of hope for our heroes but then it was just like a couple minutes later where they just started walking into it to create like a bridge of bodies a bridge yeah and that that was definitely an oh shit moment for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like because oh, well that's that's the thing too. One of the things about that uh, the trenches with all the spikes and stuff that was basically their last line of defense aside from just defending the castle. Mm-hmm. You know, after that, and even even if that was their last line of defense, it's fire. It's temporary it's only gonna it's last only gonna so long for so long yeah yeah so and they've got bodies to spare uh so okay so yep. you also mentioned the dragons battling and that was mm-hmm. so cool now one of the thing one of the things that went wrong early on was that after the dothraki just got decimated daenerys decides to fly off and to hell with the plan because the plan was for them right. to stay there until they until the night king made his move and they saw his dragon so that they could just go team up on him and you know, and take him down two dragons to one. But Daenerys was like, "No, screw that. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sitting on the sideline any longer." You know, and John tried to stop her, but there's there's no stopping her. So, and then it turns into yeah. This, she just watched her entire army erased. Yeah. Now it was know? awesome that they went down and they torched just tons of those uh, those White Walkers that were attacking. Yeah. And obviously that helped a lot, <laughs> right? But then the storm rolls in. 
and they can't see anything. And that's when, you know, the Night King comes with his dragon. And the, I I really think that aerial battle with the dragons was one of the coolest fantasy things I have ever seen on screen. Yeah. I mean, that was... Especially even just the scenes that weren't, like, in between interspersed, where you see the dragons come up through the clouds, and it's, like, looking out above the mm-hmm. clouds. And it's just, like, a quiet moment with the two dragons just flapping their wings. That, that was a beautiful shot those yeah, are cool scenes it really was and the night king you know just just uh like flies just, up at him and then there's like yeah. ch- they're chasing each other and like you know chewing on each other and batting at each other in midair and there's that one sequence where like the night king is right on danny's tail shooting the the blue fire oh at yeah her and oh yeah oh so, awesome. so amazing dragons dragons yeah and actually uh john's dragon got messed up got pretty injured yeah and it, it had to land yeah, it did its little crash landing thing, and then I don't recall seeing it after that. Yeah, so did well, it die? he they no, he landed. He like sort of crash landed, and there's that shot where John's yeah. like thrown from its back, and they both sort of slide through the snow. But then after that, he uh, takes the dragon back to Winterfell, and he and he is like standing on the wall next to the the weirwood tree where Bran and Theon are. Because I think what he was doing is he was just waiting. He was just waiting for the Night King there. And when he saw him again, that's when he that's when he took off and went after him and then ended up okay. getting stranded on the ground. Uh, and then, of course, Danny ends up getting stranded on the ground, too, although not until after she saves John from all of, right. the, all of the new walkers that the Night King raised. And that was all, I mean, that's when I thought John was going to die. When Danny was down there by herself, I thought that was it for her. A lot of people yeah. were saying that Danny would probably die. I, I never really subscribed to that notion. Uh, I guess you know there was always a chance of it, but I th- I think that she still has more to do. Um, well, the if show. they are going to die, they're not going to be taken out by you know a horde of the Walkers. You know, right? That's be... too cheap. They're going to be taken out in a much more dramatic way. Like they're probably going to end up uh, Romeo and Julieting themselves in the end. <laughs> you know? Well, I guess we'll have to find out. It's another. Another random prediction. Oh, that's so happy. Um, Okay. So another highlight for me was, so Theon really came to the end of his redemptive arc, right? He and Ironborn, I mean, they defended Bran to their last breath. Yeah, they did a good job. They were whooping ass. And then there's that moment when the Night King finally shows up and, you know, Theon is there having, you know, finished the last of them that were actively attacking him at that moment. And he, you can see in his eyes, I mean, he knows there's no way he's getting out of this alive. There's no way he can defeat the Night King. But he decides to do it anyways. Mm-hmm. And I love that Bran... Just charges. I love that Bran took a moment to be like, hey, Theon, you're a good man. You know, you're home, you know, where you belong. And thank you. Yeah. That was that was huge for Theon, I think. I mean, that really wrapped up, you know, his his growth as a character and he really he really became a hero in that moment. Yeah. So that was that was pretty it's it's you know, this is an example of what this show and the books do so incredibly well, which is to take it through so many twists and turns with these characters, and even though they are not, you know, unambiguously morally good, you know, I wouldn't call Theon a good guy exactly. He's right. done so many awful things, but then he also went through so many things, and he turned himself around, and, you know, then he helps Sansa, and he comes back to Winterfell to fight with them, and, and so you can't help yourself but to root for him at the end, you know? Whereas- yeah, there was a—did you see that meme? Um, I can't—I should have probably saved it, but it's talking about 
you know, Theon, his character arc, or his arc through the whole show, and how he starts off kind of a good guy, and then he's a bad guy, and then you hate him. You go through the whole range of emotions with yeah. Theon, because he's been through so much stuff, been on every side of all these different things, and in the end, it's like, you know, you go from hating him and despising him, and then by the end, you're you're cheering for him and rooting him on. It was amazing. It's it's amazing that they were able to. And it was like that's good writing. That's good character development. And they did. He is one of the best uh, characters in the show. I think. Yeah, he he really became that. So okay, so the moment when Liana Mormont, the little girl, kills the Mm -hmm. giant, the the frost giant. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, you could you could just hear like when he picked her up, you can just hear him just crunching and squeezing her. And you're like, oh, well, she's dead. And then she stabs him right in the eye. That character, she was so brave. I mean, Mm -hmm. she when it first came in, it just like swept her aside like she was nothing, right? Yeah, I figured that was it for her. Then it just goes about just destroying all the guys that are there trying to fight it. And she comes back. And you can see in her eyes that she's she's ready to do anything she can. She freaking charges this giant, which is like 20 times as big as she is. It picks yeah, her up. Yeah, was she like 12? It, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't even know if she's that old. I think she's like 9, maybe 10. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. Nah, she's probably, yeah, you're right. She's probably like 12. But in in any case, she, oh man, that was that was a hero's death right there. That was, that was pretty yeah. badass. Yeah. Yeah, she killed the giant, and it basically just crumbled to the ground and took her with it. And she was she was mostly dead by the time she hit the ground, Yeah, just from it squeezing the life out of her. So then we're at the point where the dead are falling over the walls into the courtyard. This is after like all mm-hmm. their fallen friends had come back, and everything was just so desperate for everybody. Right. Like there was these these scenes where it's like Brienne's like fighting with her back in a corner, just going nuts. And Jamie looks over and sees her, but he's like overwhelmed where he is. And it just you get all these different shots of people. And I think like John was walking by and Sam was just like in the corner on the pile of bodies, just like stabbing them and just screeching and just trying to survive. Sam did uh, very well for himself, I have to say. Uh, You know, a few moments he kind of panicked and didn't know what to do, but. Uh, he, I he, think everybody had a little bit of shizzle in their drawers most of that fight. <laughs> yeah, and then the ice dragon comes into the courtyard and is just laying waste to everything there. Oh yeah, and John's like playing cat and mouse with it, and at like one point he runs out to try and stab it, but it turns and blows fire at him, and he ducks behind that rock. You know, yeah, that was that was intense. But meanwhile, in the crypt, and then he steps out again, and that's when, you know. Uh, the Night King like stopped everything, and I thought he was going to be dead there too. There's a well, couple points in yeah, this episode where I thought he was going down. Definitely. So, but then in the crypts, right, where all like yeah. uh, like the women and children and like Tyrion are and Sansa's there, that was that was so. I mean, you know, they're like, oh, it's the safest place. But then when he raises the fallen, <laughs> the freaking corpses yeah, I of guess, the Starks I guess come there's, out. Yeah, there's no age limit on. Uh, being right. risen from the dead, right? You know, but that was that was scary, um, and uh, you know, there's uh, yeah, because they're they're all down there, just stuck in a corner, basically, with only one way out. And you start seeing the undead punching, you know, out of their crypts and coffins, and it's like, oh my god, I don't expected that. Yeah. Now before before that actually happened, though, there was this great conversation between Tyrion and Sansa, where uh, yeah. they kind of just checked in with each other. 
what did he say to her? Uh, and she said something like, "Well, you were the best of them." Right. And, and he talking looks at about her, all the all the husbands, the, the guys she's been married to, all her husbands. Right. Yeah. And he looks back at her and he goes, "Well, that's a scary thought, isn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then they have that, that moment, like when they're hiding behind one of the plinths or whatever in the in the crypt. And they're just looking at each yeah. other, and she pulls out that knife. And I could swear, like, they were both thinking, you know, if it comes down to it, we could kill ourselves. Yeah. Um, it's worse than the alternative. Because neither of them are warriors. I mean, they've had to defend themselves in different ways, but they're not, you know, sword-wielding warriors. And they know it, and that's why they're in the crypt. But they had that moment where they—I think that they kind of made peace with each other in a way. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they were never— Sansa never wanted to marry him and you know he's a Lannister and like all this all this stuff that's happened throughout the show but there's that moment do you remember where he took her hand and like kissed it right and they were just looking yeah, at I each other that. soulfully so that makes me wonder if actually they will end up getting married if only for you know uh to some extent political, political reasons, reasons right but at least they know that they're both good savvy people who they can you know who they yeah, can it's trust. like you said they kind of they kind of forgave each other you know, and I think yeah. moving on, they'll have a stronger relationship, even if they uh, don't die in the first three seconds of next <laughs> the next episode. episode. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, the whole thing with Arya in the yes. the library. Oh, see, this is that one of the things. Interesting scene. It was, man. See, this is one of the things I wanted to get into with you because look, Arya has been established as such a badass. You know, ever since she went mm-hmm. through her training with the uh, at the House of White and Black. But like, there's that moment where she's fighting and she get her she hits her head, and she falls down and like the dead are trying to push themselves through that doorway in front of her. And I think that I don't know that she had a concussion, but she got her bell rung pretty hard. Oh yeah, she was dazed a bit. And so you could just there see was it in her eyes. there was a little bit of time there where she was almost like the the younger Arya again, where she was scared and she was at a little bit of a. Well, she's got, she was definitely at a disadvantage, but you know she ha- she had to kind of run there for a while. Yeah. So it wasn't just constantly her just kicking ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Without yeah, cease. it's like every 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 hall she turned down, every doorway she passed. It's like they were banging on the other side and busting through, and she had to turn around and go back this way. And they were just coming out from yeah, everywhere. That little that one scene on the stairwell where she like jumped over them. Oh yeah. Like vaulted over them. Yeah. That, that's when she lost her weapon. Yeah. It looked yeah. like looked like she dropped it when she landed yeah i think so and that like whole little cat and mouse that she was playing with the with the walkers in the library that was tense you know yeah. i was like holding my breath. yeah and you could see she was like scared too she's like oh god oh god oh god yeah. it's one noise and then that scene where she dunks under that table and you could hear her blood dripping oh yeah and it got their attention oh that was that was hardcore that was great so okay speaking of aria i i think it's time to talk about the the climactic moment with her so mm-hmm. bran by the way is being a you know hardcore he's just sitting there with that you know sublime look on his face while the uh while the night king is walking towards him and like killing theon yeah. And it was, you know, what I was thinking in those moments, like they really drew out that moment where the Night King was walking toward him. It was like slow yeah, motion. Did. It was like slow they motion. Cut away <laughs> to like every other major character in the episode, you know, and to what dire straits they were facing. And it, I think it kept 
switching to John, like trying to fight the dragon and the, the ice dragon in the courtyard. And uh, I, yeah. I, I remember thinking to myself, I was like, man, they really drew out this moment for like five minutes <laughs> or something. Yeah. Uh, it was very dramatic, though. It was uh, it was definitely a well-earned uh, moment that they drew out. But uh, And I have to tell you, I, I actually believed that Arya was probably the one who would kill the Night King, ultimately, in the series. I didn't know if it would happen well, in this episode, but in that moment, I wasn't even thinking about her. Well, I knew it was... I knew she was going to be the one. The one. <coughs> sorry, um, I wasn't expecting what happened to happen. But when she, remember in the earlier episode, I think just as the battle's about to fight, you see Melisandre mm-hmm. walking into the the keep, and she looks up and sees Arya, and they have that moment where they're staring at each other. Oh yeah, and then, that was good. And then then they meet up right before the library scene i guess because remember melisandre is on arya's list because she kidnapped gendry yeah she was in the library and i think it was with uh was it davos she's with her in there and then you see melisandre like step out of the the shadows in the back of the room and that's when they talk about it and you know yet another dramatic moment that sir davos only gets to watch Right, exactly. <laughs> Silent witness. But I'm glad you but brought that up be- because I on. love... Before we go on, um, they have that conversation and they're like, oh, I killed... About. You killed many people, yeah. And she's like, people with brown eyes, people with green, green eyes, eyes, and, and people blue. with blue eyes. And when and she said in that, that moment, I was like... Mm-hmm. You know she meant... And Arya knew she meant the Night King. You know? Right. Or at least walkers... But I think Arya knew in that moment what she had to do. And then, you know, when he finally, when all the slow-mo and stuff is finished, and he walks up to Bran, she, and she just launches herself out of the, you know, shadows behind him. That was amazing. And she did that same fake-out move that she did to uh, with Brienne when she was sparring right. with Brienne, where she, like, dropped the knife into her other hand and stabbed him. That was a beautiful moment. Yeah, my daughter started screaming at the TV, like, yes, Arya, yes. Yeah. It was so funny. Yeah. Oh, it was And so then, amazing. of course, all the undead uh, crumble to the ground, and the dragon that was just about to uh Oh, that was great, John's because John nerves. stood up. He was like, you could see on his face, he was like, enough of this shit, right? Yeah. He's, he's, he's like, like, if I'm, I'm going to die. He's like, if I'm going to die, I'm, I'm going to die facing this thing squarely, you know, and maybe I'll even get a shot at it. But he stands up and he just looks at it and it's like, Rah! and the, you know, the dragon like rears up and like inhales to spew the smoke out. And then it just like crumbles to dust. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was amazing. It's so amazing. And then, you know, Danny's out there with Ser Jorah, who has taken like more than one mortal injury oh yeah <laughs> by that he point. got like three or four gut stabs there in quick succession and yes it was tragic that that he died in that way but you know what i'm pretty sure that that's how he would have chosen to go oh yeah he's been wanting to get back to protect danny for what the last three seasons well he's in love with you her know? i mean he knows that nothing's yeah. ever going to come of it but it's that like that's his tragic story that's the tragic part yeah. of his story but he oh, was man. like Theon. He was like uh, Daenerys's Theon, almost. But it's like he you know? was on. He stayed on his feet, ready, you know, and and fighting those things to defend her up until the moment that they all, you know, dusted away, uh, right. and then he just, you know, he collapsed and it was over after that. Yeah. So th- I mean, so that was amazing. And now 
you know, they're at this point, it's like, all right, they've taken care of this. Now they have to take care of Cersei, <laughs> who, yeah, uh, who did not send anybody to help, right? And so it's on. So I think we should get to our predictions for who who's gonna, you know, what's gonna go on and who's gonna die, uh, maybe in the <sighs> next episode. Actually, I don't know. So there's three That's episodes so left, right? <laughs> yeah. So there's three right. episodes left in the whole series, and so what's got to happen? They've got to, they've got to go, take the throne from King's Cersei. Landing. They've got to deal with whatever. They. It's not only that they have to dethrone Cersei, but they have to deal with her loyalists, right? Right. And so there's definitely going to be. And they be, just had ninety percent of their forces devoured by the undead. I don't think ninety percent. I think they they've lost a lot. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost a third of their forces, but I don't think it was much more than that. I'd be surprised if it, it was It looked like a lot more than that. Maybe it's half, but I think that's the max that I'm going to say that I it mean, could there wasn't have been. But they still I have didn't two see dragons. Too many of the unsullied left cuz when mm. they dropped that when uh Grey Worm, you know, dropped the bridge and they started to light the trenches on fire, weren't there still a bunch of unsullied? There were. There were on the outside. Yeah, yeah, there were. And you could see when he did that, he was like, he didn't want to do it, but he's like, I have to. Well, it was unclear it was because be a death sentence. Yeah, I mean, it was unclear because there were the battle was so crazy. Uh, and I yeah. have to say, for an episode that was just one big battle, they sure kept it interesting uh, the whole time. Yeah. You know, they they switch from character to character, and there's different parts of the battle where different things are happening, and it just it just was really well done in a way that kept it exciting all the way through because I think if you just watch a scene of people swinging swords at each other that can get old really quick <laughs> but they yeah. you know somehow it they... would have been cool uh, like I said the the battle was just constant and crazy and just shifting from scene to scene and it was chaos yeah and in that chaos I wish they'd have added a couple more minutes because a, a lot of the characters, that we've fallen in love with over the years. Um, you see them in a scene, and then you don't see them the rest of the episodes. Like, did they die? I don't remember. Like, with mm-hmm. Ghost, John's Wolf. I know, you see him like once or twice know? in the beginning. I, I have a feeling yeah, Ghost he, he, is still He charges around. in with the Dothraki, mm-hmm. and then you don't see him return. And I did actually look up, people have analyzed the preview for episode four, and mm-hmm. they do see like just a glimpse of white fur and legs yeah, you know, I, I don't see. think that they would have killed Ghost without letting us see it. Right, you and know. like Tormund, it's like he fell in battle. It looked like he went. No, down, he's alive. Then, I think he's alive. Yeah, but they, I, I'm sure if they do kill those characters, mm-hmm. you'll see it. All the main players. Well, yeah, what, we're coming up on running out of time here, so I just want to see if right. if you do have any predictions as to who's going to die. Ulti- you know what? It's kind of hard to say who's going to die in like what episode. So let's just keep it. Yeah. Who's going to die in the rest of the series, real quick? Um, I, um, Sam. I don't think Sam uh, is going to die because he's no. the last Tarly, and he. Yeah, and he's he's got a lot of story still left with his family and stuff. His family name, that is. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wouldn't I be surprised if either John or Danny die, but I don't think it'll be both of them. I'm inclined to think that it's more likely to be John, but only if Daenerys becomes pregnant with his child, because then you could say that that was one of the big reasons that the Lord of Light brought him back to life. You know, right? Jamie and Brienne uh, getting married, Jamie possibly, and possibly. 
I actually think Sansa is going to survive and be, you know, the 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 leader of the Starks and and Winterfell. Right. Yeah. I think I don't think Tyrion's going to die until I don't I don't know if he will die, but if he does die, it's not going to be until after he comes to the conclusion of whatever his arc is. But I would not be surprised if him and Sansa ended up getting married for the simple reason that they know that each other are good people and they can actually trust each other. Right. And then you have Bran. Like, what's he got left? Well, he's the three-eyed raven, so he can't die until he passes that on to somebody else. So I actually don't think he's going to die unless part of the story arc for the entire series is like all the magic is going to be leaving the world again. Yeah, but like his his main thing throughout it all was the Night King. You know, now the Night King's dead, so well, that's what not, else does Bran have to Well, the Three-Eyed Raven is, they've said uh, in the books, if not in the show, that the Three-Eyed Raven is the memory of the world. Because, you know, he can remember or see anything that's happened in the present or in the past. So yeah. that's part of... I saw what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't think that he's necessarily going to die, but uh, uh what about uh, What about the Hound? I think, think he's gonna I think he's going to have a titanic battle with his brother. I think he is going to kill his brother, but it's an even bet as to whether he survives after that. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't, uh, actually. No. Uh, I think that's all the predictions I have, man. It's it's just too much. It's just so yeah, much. Yeah, like some of, the, some of the characters like Tormund and stuff. Um, oh, Tormund. They're great, but... I think he'll live. I don't think they're going to... Yeah, they'll probably live because there's... Well, it's either... <laughs> that's the thing. They're either gonna live or they're just just kind of tertiary characters. So I they'll think, be cannon fodder just to. I think Tormund will live so that off. he can look upon Jamie and Brienne's relationship with envy. <laughs> with envy, yeah. and drink his grog, <laughs> and drink his grog. spitefully. So let's uh, so let's wrap up. So what are your final thoughts on this episode? Oh, I thought they did a great job of going through the battle. There were. A couple issues I had with it that were very minor. There was a lot of people upset about the darkness of the shots and stuff. Oh, the fact that, that there it was at nighttime, fact, you mean? Yeah, it was at night, and a lot of people were complaining that HBO could have brightened it up a bit. Uh-huh. That's kind of stupid. Right, because it's but, always yeah, bright it was, outside when the undead attack. Yeah, and uh, it, was, it was tense. It was a very tense episode, like nonstop. It just went from one scene to the next it scene. It was of... nonstop. And I think that because of how long this episode was, which I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying it was so intense for so long. I'm glad that the previous episode was literally, the whole episode was just leading up to it. that Just the yeah. pre-battle anticipation. And so I actually think that that was really well done. And you're right. It was so intense the whole time. Like I think I said in the beginning, there were moments when I thought, Every single one of those main characters was going to die. I, I never thought that they were all going to die. But within right. each scene, I thought, oh, my God, this could be it for them. You know, yeah. for this person. And there was a couple, there was a couple, uh, you know, scenes that, were, that you were, like, jumping up and cheering, <laughs> you know. It's like, yes! Because uh, you expected them. They were at wit's end and just about to die. And yeah, I mean, when, really... when Melisandre lit the trenches, that was a yes moment. Um, mm-hmm. When uh, obviously when Arya kills the Night King, that was the biggest one. I mean, my God. Yeah. Um, before that, there was a few moments during like the dragon battle that I was like, you know, wow, that's awesome. When Daenerys uh, saved Jon by lighting all the 
all the undead right. on fire around him. That was, I, well, maybe that was more of a relief <laughs> than a, than a yeah, big yes exactly. moment. I mean, maybe it was both. And then we might as well cover the actual last scene is uh, the death of Melisandre. Oh, yes, so thank once, you. Once, once again, you have Davos. <laughs> just, watching just standing there as you know she just walks out of the keep out of the gates and just that was amazing walks out into the snow well, because you know she she throws her magical necklace down which we've seen right. what happens before when she takes that off she turns into her older self right but so melisandra is uh the uh benioff the one of the showrunners of the show has said that she is several centuries old Oh, yeah. So basically, I guess she was so old that once she left that magic behind that was maintaining her, she just crumbled away into dust. And Yeah, did you see right before she fell, her her hair just instantly turned white? Just went white. Mm-hmm. And then she just, like, loses her footing and, you know, stumbles and then thump, and you just hear her head hitting the yeah. snow. And you know she was, uh, I don't want to say she was looking forward to it, but she had come to peace with that first you know since a long time ago because she also has the gift of prophecy so she knew mm-hmm. that she was going to die in westeros which she even said to uh Varys when he told her to go away right and she said yeah and she's she, like don't worry i'll be dead I'll before be, sunrise well no she said um so back i think it was at the in last season uh, at dragonstone when john finally arrived but she didn't want to go see him because you know he had told her to stay away from him and Varys was like well why aren't you you argued so passionately for John to come here. Why didn't you, you know, come up and see him? And she said, well, you know, I failed him and this and that. And then he said, well, why don't you get out of here and go back to Essos? And she said, well, okay, but I'm coming back one more time because I'm going to die on these strange isles or whatever it was that she said. Hmm. Uh, so she and knew. She did. Yeah. So that was, that was amazing. That was amazing. That was a nice little like, bittersweet moment in a way because you kind of have this sense that she's such a powerful character that she could be of use but she had she fulfilled her purpose and she was happy to uh right leave her hundreds and hundreds of years of life behind her i guess yeah she did what she came to do so anyway what a powerhouse of an episode i cannot wait uh for for next weekend yeah it's it's like a it's like you breathe a sigh of relief that it's over and now but there's so much more to come i wonder what's gonna happen next episode because yeah. we have no idea well i watched the little te- the little teaser like a little preview for the next episode after the mm-hmm. end credits uh of this one and i just remember danny like addressing you know everybody in the great hall of winterfell and she said something like uh n- we've won the great war now we're going to win mm-hmm. the last war and then the you know the room erupts into cheers so I'm right. interested to see how the aftermath of this battle impacts how the North views Daenerys. And I have a feeling that she's going to be much more welcome because of the fact that they saw her and her people, you know, standing beside them shoulder to shoulder fighting the greatest threat that, you know, humankind has ever faced. And, uh, you know, right. her dragons made a huge difference mm-hmm. that everybody saw in a big way. Yeah. So that that's going to be interesting. I still think that that John and Danny should get married, and we'll just have to see if that happens. I guess it depends on if John can come to terms with the fact that it's his aunt. <laughs> that yeah, he's, that he's been. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just just don't worry about that, honey. 
Yeah. I guess uh, the Night King isn't going to pass off his power to John, making John the new Night King slash Warden of the North, whatever. That was I- I'm glad that all isn't going to happen. Before. I know there was a lot of theories about that, but I think that this has really freed up a lot of space for them to deal with, you know, the, the struggle for the Iron Throne, which has been the kind of the yeah. main thing going on. So anyway... We've talked for almost an hour at this point about this episode. I'm sure we could talk for mm-hmm. another three hours about it and just keep yeah. geeking out as to how awesome it was. But we're, <laughs> we're going to leave it here today. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening uh, to our little podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Show. So thanks, everybody, again. I'm Captain Will, signing out. And I'm Dark Nerd, Jess. And one more quick tip. You can message us at mechadragonshow at gmail.com and go to mechadragon.net where you can uh, subscribe to our podcast, which can also be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and all, everywhere else you're Whoop. looking for podcasts. Yeah. And uh, catch up with us, with us there. Peace out. All right, everybody. Until next time. Bye-bye. Our music is Overworld by Kevin McLeod from incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0, creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.